Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We are back for a very special bonus episode with a very special guest, Meredith Lynch. How are you, Meredith? Doing great now that I'm talking to you. I know. I love how I said that, like, as if we haven't been talking for the last, like, 45 minutes <laughs> before recording. And we're like, oh, should we just hit record? We probably should. Um, how? <laughs> but how are you for, for the people out there? You know what? I'm good. It's another um, gray day here in Los Angeles. I have this joke that we haven't seen the sun since Scandaval. And yes, it's a joke, but, like, it's also kind of true. Right. And I imagine that when you're used to just like a cloudless, sunny year round sky, that it would be disorienting to have a week or two of clouds. Yeah. And like we're going on, I mean, it's been like months now. It really has not been, it's, it's, it was a little sunny the other day, but it really hasn't been sunny. And I think that the sun, the sun will come out when something about her opens. That's my thought. When something about her officially opens, the sun will shine again. It's going to be biblical, like the skies will part, <laughs> sun will we'll sign down. Write down on something about her. <laughs> um, I think that's, I think that's true. Oh my God. So I'm going to be there in August in LA. We can't wait. No, but I hope that something about her is open by then. That would be, I mean, it's looking like it's really moving along. Yeah. They got to get well, a whole staff in though. Like, do you think they're hiring yet? Yeah, I think that they're actually checking off the things on a to-do list <laughs> with someone opening up a restaurant. Oh, 
Believe me, I think they are doing all those things. I just don't know if they're at that stage yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. Although, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, really, I'm just cheering on in concept. Like, I, I'm i not here to, to trash talk our queens, but the sandwiches that I saw, I'm holding back my reservations, and I'm wondering if there's going to be any little changes made. And either way, I'm going to try them, but you know, they take a little extra time. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I almost bought a sandwich at Walgreens last week, so I am never one to judge. I, I kind of am one to judge at this point because for the last, I would say year or two, my end of week, like Friday night routine is to get this specialty sandwich and watch drag race. And that signifies like the start of the weekend and it's become very sacred time. So I, I'm like in a sandwich state of mind. What is the sandwich? There, there is this Senegalese restaurant that serves mm-hmm. Senegalese sandwiches and salads. And they're just, it's, I can't explain it. I didn't know that it was Senegalese until um, I, I guess I started talking to the people who own it because I'm there every week. I just thought that they're really that they were really tasty I never had a sandwich like that before so that's that's become very sacred time to me so anyway I'll put the I'll put all that aside and I am here for something about her as we all are um (laughs) (laughs) my god this is both the problem and the benefit of recording right when the diet coke is hidden Well, we got a lot to cover, though, because this is kind of an emergency Patreon. Or not Patreon. It's not a Patreon. It's a podcast. Sorry. Just because the only way you can get my unhinged thoughts, which, by the way, I'll be recording today, um, is via the Patreon. But this, we're going to give you free of charge. Same. Same. I almost deleted last week's Patreon because I was like, this is a little too saucy. And then put it up and all the girls loved it. So I was like, okay. (laughs) They were like, extra great episode. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, So we're doing this episode about Colleen Ballinger and about the scandal. We're both really fascinated by this. First, before we get into her life, I just want to know before all the scandals started, what was your relationship to Colleen? Well, Colleen and I met in seventh grade. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, He's my best friend and I stand by everything <laughs> she's ever done. <laughs> I guess like I sort of knew of her during YouTube Mm -hmm. culture, which like I was not a huge YouTube culture person other than like a little bit of makeup YouTube in that space. I was definitely somebody that followed the more like sort of mainstream YouTube culture people like Ingrid. Do you remember Ingrid? She was great. She like makes candles in a loft in Brooklyn now. She's like completely detoxed from it all. But it was Ingrid and... A couple other people like that. And then I knew of Colleen. And it takes a lot for me to say this because, I mean, most of my phone is just screenshots of Food God. But I started to feel very overwhelmed when I would see her pop up. Like, I was like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? And then I remember seeing that she got a Netflix special. And I was like, who are you related to? Because Like, how is this a Netflix special? And like, she was on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And now I realize that was just because that became a Netflix show and they must have been promoting it. So there was probably, you know, Jerry Seinfeld was probably like, I have to do what? I have to drive around with her? Like, my kids watch that on YouTube. Even they think it's lame. (laughs) So 
And now I'll probably get the Jerry Seinfeld clap back of like, I think Colleen Ballinger is a talented comedian. You're you're in the right place. I did a whole, I think it was on Patreon, but a whole episode about what a trash person Jerry Seinfeld is. (laughs) Well, (laughs) lest we forget uh, my deep dive on Jessica Seinfeld's Chanel Gelato fundraiser last summer when she had the fundraiser for underserved families in New York City out in the Hamptons sponsored by Chanel. You and I are two peas in a pod. If there is a niche celebrity drama, we've dove in. Her nonprofit that she started is a great nonprofit and it does important work. And I think she, in many ways, is very close to getting some of the intricacies. But then she, like, puts up a tent and hands out scoops of Chanel ice cream. And you're like, oh. She's fine. She basically is just one of those people who's like, all you have to do to be healthy is just eat like organic fruits and vegetables. Like, and I think that that's something anyone could do. That's like small changes. And so she's just kind of of that persuasion. So she's not like an evil person. She just is a rich lady who's really disconnected from reality. But in that way, so is Colleen Ballinger. Well, she's connected to a very specific reality, which is we're going to piece together, but it almost feels embarrassing to say, but I've always been really into YouTube. Like I just, it's what I like. Yeah. It's what I, I don't talk about it because it feels just childish, but it's, it's truly always been that way where um, there were some people that I watched because I like their videos. And then there were others that I was just more observing in anthropologist mode being like, what is the secret to this incredible success when like nothing you're saying is funny or it's like for kids but it's not and so her and I don't know if you've heard of Lily Singh but it's like they're sort of in the same category for me um she had a show late night with Lily she's like superwoman or whatever but all of her jokes are kind of like fart jokes or kid jokes and they've been called out for racism but she was really unquestioned during the 2010s them and Shane Dawson, they all feel like mm. in that category where they yes. went really, really unchecked. Yeah, when they got shows, I was like, what? I was like, what? How? What? But with Colleen, I just thought, okay, like she makes these like silly, I call them kind of like fart joke videos, a video where it's funny because I've smeared makeup all over my face and I'm like, can't pronounce words, which is fine because I thought it was like for kids. And so what it doesn't need to be super complex. But come to find out, she has been hiding under that veil of like wholesomeness and is not so wholesome. So a little background on her. She's 36 years old. She has been touring off of the character Miranda Sings since 2009. Girl, um, get that bread. Like that's, that's impressive. That's part of what I loved about YouTube was seeing these people go from these grainy videos on their floor of their bedroom to these mega mansions in L.A., and and I just watched that progression with in awe. And so, and that's why I was keep kind of keeping tabs on all of them. Her, the height of her character's popularity was probably like 2016 mm-hmm. when she sold two, two seasons of her show, Haters Back Off, where she played Miranda. She has 10 million subs on YouTube and 6 million on Instagram. And... She has kind of been everywhere. She's done a million different appearances. She was the first face we saw in Ariana Grande's Thank You Next videos. And she's kind of been everywhere all at once, all while playing this good girl when she's Colleen. And Miranda Sings is like her alter ego who's who's like mean. Can you think of anyone comparable? 
I would say I I really feel like even though they were doing different content, I feel like she's cut from the same cloth as Shane Dawson. In what sense? In the sense that they came up during similar times. They were both pretty comparable levels of success and they were always playing with the edge of what was controversial or what was too far. Okay. But it was totally fine in in 2009. What are some of the examples of like when she would go too far? That's a great question because there's so many. And what I've been realizing through my research in this is that obviously Miranda Sings is meant to be satire, but it turns out that I think it's just her way of hiding things she wanted to say and do under this character. Also, like who, it also makes me think about who can handle satire, right? At what age can you handle satire? Well, Okay, so one one example of something that's like appropriate for children where it's an alter ego is like Hannah Montana. And that's right. and there's a lot of layers of like irony of the jokes of like this is who I am. No, this is who I am and 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 like that is fully age appropriate, mm-hmm. you know? Um but with Miranda Sings, her whole thing, it's basically a singer who is really delusional and really egotistical and isn't aware of how untalented they are and like they can't pronounce words and they dress really awkwardly yeah and they're and they're mean um and so they're mean to but like themselves or they're mean to other people to other people first example of that was anything that she Miranda sings didn't like or thought was risque she called it porn mm. and so this is something we're going to talk more about but come to find out so she's been touring since 2009 she still is in the year of our lord 2023 she would have this reoccurring segment that people in the audience would prepare they would dress for it to be chosen for her what she called her porn segment so is anyone wearing revealing clothing she would call them up on stage and line them up and then people not wearing revealing clothing and she would be like okay kids like well she wouldn't say okay kids she'd go (laughs) okay "Okay, fellow children (laughs) <laughs> how do you do fellow children like very that well she's going she's, right, she's I, pretty- and i know because she's going she's going so this is porn do we all understand what porn is and you hear an audience of children go yes no i had like chills down my spine and that's just like one of her many bits like another bit is she had like a cheetos in her in the front of her pants and she would do this dating segment where she would always have like a very young child, like 10 and under. And she would be like, this is how you go on a date with someone. And then she would have them reach into her pants. She'd be like, I have a snack for you. And here, reach in. And it would be like a bag of Cheeto Puffs, like hidden away. And so I'm just like, what the f-? Like, <laughs> and And so that's why I'm comparing her to Shane Dawson because – Shane Dawson was making like pedophile jokes about Willow Smith over 10 years ago and he wasn't canceled then. People were like, oh, that's a little crazy. But now it's Didn't like- Didn't I see him how? with JoJo the other day with JoJo Siwa? Not JoJo, yes. the singer-songwriter. <laughs> Get up right now. That's what she would say to Shane Dawson. That girl would not, yeah. she would not stand. Um, but yes, no, I know. Uh, wasn't she, she was with him the other day. I know everyone was like, no. Jojo, you know I'm thinking about. Did you have this show in Canada? There was a show called All That. I've heard. I've heard a lot about it. I want to like. It was a com- comedy show for kids, and I'm sure some of the skits did not age well. But there was elements of satire in that show. But I don't feel like 
like most of them were like this. I'd have to go back and look at it. But I guess what I'm just thinking is like, can kids handle comedy? Yes. But well, and at also what level? Like, yeah. And also like every Disney, Pixar, whatever, every movie aimed towards kids always has jokes hidden in there that are for the adults. And some of those jokes are risque, but like you truly would not clock it as a child. And so that's not, I'm not like this free the children like warrior or whatever right. like think of the children which we're going to talk about like yes. how that Intersects. how that's converging with like that that sentiment but having like this is the the thing is that she's being accused of grooming children and when you see her with like a nine-year-old being like reach into my pants like that is pretty black and white creepy grooming behavior yes a thousand percent so yeah so all of this Un, was unearthed because she had this fan she had on top of like her gags and that were totally like out of line she had super super inappropriate enmeshed relationships with her very young fans and like really leaned on them for support and so she had this fan adam mcintyre they he he went to her meet and greets back in 20 around 2014 and they went from talking through tweets to, like, direct messaging to texting. And he later became, like, part of her crew. And that's just something – that's something that she would do. And he was part of this – what is now an infamous group chat called Colleen's Weenies, which was her and her fans, mostly kids. Children. Yeah. And – she would talk about her problems. She would complain about her divorce. She would ask them really inappropriate questions like, what position do you like? She would, j quote, joke saying send nudes. Or like Adam at one point made a comment about his butt and she was like, send pics. I saw this quote on, um, this was actually just a comment on Reddit, but I think it really sums up mm -hmm. Colleen's whole persona very well. So Colleen's whole thing is early 2000s edgelord humor where it was cool to be as offensive as possible. And it's like, that is, that's it. Like mm -hmm. she really came up and she didn't kill off the character in time. And now the lid's being blown off the whole thing. So Adam was doing free work for her. Like some of it was paid, but most of it was essentially unpaid child labor working on her social media um, but he had the password to her Twitter. He was posting things like, and one of them didn't go well. And she ended up criticizing him and talking shit about him. In the group chat? I mean, um, both in the group chat and publicly. So this was in 2020 and it was. You literally have like a 14 year old doing your social media content. Yeah. And at the time, 17 was still. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but also like, you're not going to pull a Rachel Hollis and be like, oh, who's my team? your team is you they work for you so you need to take accountability but sh instead she's talking shit about him and what that was was they did this miranda sings teaser of a coming out video saying with a rainbow flag that said i have a special announcement coming in half an hour i'm speaking my truth and she the joke was she came out as a megan trainer fan oh my god so, so basically so, so like queer baiting yeah and so people were upset and I'm kind of wondering if Megan Trainer was trying to rope in Colleen along with that other guy from TikTok where she was like just trying to like promote through getting like internet friends. But it didn't go well. So she Adam was like one of the people behind this and she's talking shit about him. And then he put out a video in 2020 
criticizing her and saying like these are all the inappropriate things she texted me at one point she sent him lingerie as a joke when he was 15 um so many different things and everyone basically attacked him it did not go well she put out this apology video oh i'm obsessed with the apology video obsessed do you want do you want to talk about it i I am dying to talk about it because i watched it again today and you know it's one of those things where she she employed a lot of the tactics that we see in celebrity apologies. And once you start to realize these, you cannot unsee them. And that is not to say that some celebrities haven't done a better job at apologizing, but you'd think that they know by now to not do these things. And her apology is, she's like, you know, I'm being accused of sending lingerie to a minor. And she's like, but in this case, context is everything. And it's like, no, actually it's not. So what you're doing is you're telling us like, we are misinterpreting this. And then she's like, and if I heard about this, just the way that you probably have, I'd be really upset too. So that is another sort of, it's it's a little more couching that she does. So first she says, you got to know that there's context here. And then she says, And if I heard about it, I'd be mad too. So what she does is she puts herself in the position of you and says, yeah, this would be ridiculous if it was true, which is that you were sending lingerie. And so then she explains how that she was doing an unboxing and she had clothing that she didn't want, which part of me was like, okay, immediately she's got so much money that she has all these clothes that she doesn't want with the tags still on. And instead of being like, oh, I should return these. She's like, I'm just going to give them away on. And I guess like, you know, maybe you're in a sense donating them. This was part of it, right? She was able to consume so much that she would just do an unboxing. And in it, she's like, who cares? I bought this and it doesn't matter. And it was like Forever 21 clothing. So it's very much that um, the representation, I think, of fast fashion in that like we buy it knowing that we can just get rid of it. So then... She's like, yeah, he asked for the, I don't know if she, if he asked for it or she offered to send him the underwear, but basically she was like, I don't want these underwear. And then she she was on a live stream and she was saying like, who wants this? And he's like, I do. And, and then, yeah. And then she sent him the underwear. That's, um, so I don't need context there. And now that I have the context, it's actually worse. Like, congratulations. (laughs) Your context is worse. (laughs) Exactly. And I just, you know, you watch the video and you're like, this is really disturbing. And it's also an example of like a woman who has accumulated so much wealth and power that she isn't checking herself at all to be like, does this, should I do this? Should we stop here? Well, for for one, also for me, the part that really stood out the most was the part where she says, I don't know what part of my brain was missing at the time, but I'm not a monster. I'm not a groomer and I shouldn't kill myself. And it's right. like, get fucked. Like, yes. really? when when celebrities have fucked up and they've done apology videos and they fall back on, I've been getting death threats. Yeah, we know everyone. Sorry, but that's really scary. And I'm sorry that happened to you. But also, you are a public figure. We all we get know death that happens threats. With- yeah, yeah. It's, uh, why are you bringing it up? Like, you are trying to garner sympathy. Yes. And this whole thing was not directed at Adam, but it wasn't, it was like basically implying he was trying to ruin her career. And everyone went after this poor kid, this queer kid in like rural Ireland, who for three years had 
um, people calling him slurs, threatening him, doxing him, like calling fans, and she never called them off. And they're so yeah. she's so connected to her fans. If she said, "Guys, please, like, leave this is ne- this never had to do anything with him," like they, I'm sure that at least a lot would would listen. And so Adam popped back up um, this year and was like, "Hey, I said this three years ago. Everyone came after me." And what one of the really fascinating dynamics of this whole thing is a lot of Colleen's fans had gotten just old enough that they were like let's say 15 at the time where he did his first video and they're like oh my god now i'm 18 and i'm already seeing how f- fucked up fucked this up is this and was, i'm so right. sorry and they're apologizing to him and then that's when now everyone's going through her back catalog and being like oh my <laughs> like finding all these tour videos right and what happened to me wasn't okay and i guess like my thought is like you know for the parents you're like where was the supervision of your kid having this relationship with this, you know, adult woman. And I think for parents, it can be exciting for them too. They're like, oh my God, my kid is friends with Miranda. It's similar to me. Like when I watched some of the Michael Jackson documentary, I think on HBO where, you know, and the parents I know now feel like deep, you know, regret and shame, et cetera. But they were like, we got kind of caught up in the idea that like, we were friends with Michael Jackson and he wanted to fly us across the world. And he wanted to hang out with our kid. Like we felt that we were living this life too. And it felt good. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And Michael Jackson was such a huge star and he targeted such like kids with terrible lives that that's how they got away with it and with Colleen I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she was a woman and her whole like Colleen Ballinger persona I'm gonna call it a persona because like who even is this woman was like ultra wholesome like even though she made these inappropriate jokes I remember this video she put out where her handle used to be Psycho Soprano and she did this almost teary apology where she was like, no one's asked me to do this, but I was reflecting on the name and how Psycho Soprano could be seen as um, stigmatizing mental health. And that's so important to me. And I'm changing it just out of my own like volition. Like that's that's like the image she was betraying. However, now people are unearthing vi- videos where she is calling. She's not dressed as Miranda. And she's like making jokes about like teenage girls like intimate parts like just oh my god this is basically who she is yes this is who she is and I think she gets off on some part of this like I think there is um it's not just about the money because at a certain point you would probably stop and what's interesting is she has transitioned her followers because think about it her original, like she has aged out of her followers like twice now. Yeah. If she came up in 2009, right? And you were like 12 years old watching her then. How old are you now? And you know, you and I, we're not math people. So I'm just going to guess 75. They're older now. (laughs) They're They're way older now. But they're retired. If you were 12 in 2009, how many years ago was that? Yeah, More like than we said, 10. we're not mathematicians, but it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's no definitive way of knowing that. You're well um, but- <laughs> into your 20s. You're well into your 20s. Yeah. And so yeah. 
she has gone through multiple and she's been able to bring them in with the same bit. Whereas you see a lot of other comedians have to grow and develop their content in a way. Like there are so, so like, for example, we see comedians who now we watch a bit from 15, 20 years ago. And we're like, oh yeah, that wouldn't happen now. Like you, you couldn't do that now. And I'm not saying like cancel them for something that happened, you know, depending on the severity or whatever, but like, and I don't even like that word cancel because it doesn't even exist. So sorry that I said it, but we look back on those now and we're like, oh yeah, probably you wouldn't do that now, but she's kept doing that same stuff. Yeah. She doesn't have anywhere else to turn. And actually um, one of the wild things that, that Adam has said about her and you know what at this point I'm believing Adam like there's no way of knowing who is exactly telling the truth but the fact that this poor kid (laughs) what does he have to gain from it all he's all he's taken so far up until like um, basically a month ago are extreme losses and people people going after him and he's like I'm just here literally showing you screenshots pulling up trying to speak my truth and this interview I watched they're like what is your goal he's like I just want this to stop I don't want other people to go through what I went through Mm -hmm. um and part of that was because he was so invested in the the fandom in the first place was because he was a queer kid who was severely bullied and was like these people are taking me under their wing they're like old older sister like I fully trusted them and they abuse me but one of the really more incriminating things that he said was how much Colleen would complain about her Miranda Sings character after her show, her Netflix show was canceled in 2017. He said she would say like all the time, like, I I hate this. Like, I don't want to do Miranda anymore. Like, it's over. And said that she's like, if I get, she talked about if she got pregnant, then she could pivot to like pregnancy, like family vlog content. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe that or not, I do personally. (laughs) Because she- Isn't that kind of what she's done? Exactly. She got divorced um, from her first husband. She met her new husband. They got married pretty quickly, had kids pretty quickly. Whatever. You're allowed to do sure. that. But like, she, has, she has a family vlog channel. And some of the things that have been pulled up, first of all, just having a family vlog channel, jail. Like, it's, you know, at this point, we know enough to know that you're feeding your kids to the wolves with who is consuming that content. And there's all these names of her videos that she changed years later. She did like a baby bathing suit haul and the video's name was Girls Gone Wild. And it was like, this is a joke. But what the fuck, Colleen? Like, <laughs> it, who's laughing at this? I guess my thought too is like, if you are a comedian, how come you can't transition your content to be like, you know what? I'm going to do comedy about my kids without showing them. Like I'm going to do stand up about them without showing them. Do you know what I mean? Sorry. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, no. It makes perfect sense because when you and I were in high school or in elementary school, content wearing whatever, but like the cool thing to do is make dead baby jokes. Like that was literally the pinnacle of comedy in like 2004, which is truly like wild to look back now, but that uh, doing a, a bathing suit haul for your one-year-old, a video about it and calling it Girls Gone Wild would have been totally fine. In it would have. time, no one would have cared. Yes. It would have been like, it's a joke. Now we're like, well, we know that mostly pedophiles are watching that <laughs> or like, you know, one third of them. So 
yeah, maybe not so funny. Um, but this is this is what she's been doing. She kind of put herself in a corner. She didn't have the ability to pivot out of it. You know, to use beyond the blind terms, I think she's a rotted person. And so she was that's part of why she's unable to pivot. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. So what is she saying right now in 2023? She's already had to do public apologies. How is she responding to the criticism that she has been getting recently? Total silence. Total silence. So back, her apology video was in 2020, and her few remaining fans that are defending her are like, she's addressed all of this already. And as we- But has she? As we've seen- well, no, that was the apology video that you were picking apart. Like, no, she right. hasn't. And she and, and even if she the- even if that is addressing, that is like one thing. And now it's like so much else has come out with all these videos and people reflecting on their own experience. So, you know, she has addressed this one small incident, but has she addressed other things? She's addressed since this controversy has come out, she's turned off her comments. On her Instagram, on her YouTube, she hasn't published a podcast. She has a weekly podcast. She hasn't published TikToks. Like she's gone completely silent, and the 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 incriminating content just keeps coming in. So one of the ones that made the rounds recently this week was this fan who was I think I want to say eighteen now, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. and she talked about when she was fourteen. She dressed up purposefully in what she called a skimpy outfit to be chosen for the quote porn challenge i feel even like gross like saying this she wanted to be chosen for that segment of course because you want to be like noticed yeah and also like you're like what it's a joke what you don't get it when you're 14 so she wore this very short dress and she got chosen up on stage for what colleen called the yoga challenge basically put her on stage spread her legs open to be like i'm doing a yoga challenge and then played a fart noise and then ran away and like this girl had to like you see this girl like struggling to get up and like pulling her dress down and looking 
embarrassed and she was like you know that really like when you're just like a growing developing girl like that really has an impact now we're hearing from a fan a super fan who was like invited backstage by colleen and they were making fat jokes in front of her about her like seriously her yes cody her best colleen's best friend um said this is what this girl made a video about it he said oh like he was taking the photos or he was standing behind the photographer and he said um you're gonna have to bend down because colleen can't like wrap her arms around her around you to hug you because you're too big and colleen just like was there didn't say anything and she just bent down and they have the photo and it's like so sad and so it's like every day now it's this mountain of of things coming out so this other person talked about how he went up on stage for one of her segments and at the time they she gave him while he was up on stage this slip of paper with her phone number and she was like i want you to like be in the inner circle he ended up becoming an assistant on tour touring with the band and witnessed all kinds of verbal abuse from cody this best friend in front of colleen colleen said nothing she would just this is just par for the course so it's like on every level like she it's like she's like the pied piper like leading these kids around the country doing whatever the fuck she wants hiding under this good girl image but like oh it's just it's a character it's satire do you think that this character teaches kids that it's okay and even appropriate to laugh at people who are different oh one thousand percent and and this is where like i i feel like my audience is gonna get it because i this is the type of thing where everything that we've talked about thus far is pretty objectively bad like i don't think you'd have any parents being like yeah i would that's fine if that happened to my kid but this is where we get more into like into the finer details of it where to me like miranda sings is just like coded as a, a a disabled person right and someone who was formerly one of her tour managers who worked on her tour who just tweeted um miranda had admitted to me that she based this character off of a disabled relative she literally told that to my face again totally acceptable for 2009 (laughs) like right as a kid if you're taking that in versus an adult taking it in is very different because I think as a kid taking it in, you'd be like, Oh, this, you know, that person is a little bit different. And now that's, that's, it's not only is it okay to laugh at them, you should be laughing at them. That's what I think it does. Exactly. Well, and that's, so that's another thing that's come out. So the whole joke is Miranda sings, can't talk properly. She um, mispronounces words and whatever. But there's all these fans who came up during different segments of her show. It's a very interactive show. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I was just watching some videos of the show and it's like, wow. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. She's definitely, um, she's definitely putting in the work in terms of the performance. (laughs) It's like she is, it's a very physical show. There's a lot of lighting. (laughs) She's like, let's traumatize these kids as much as possible. Like, let's get as many of them on stage as we can. (laughs) Yeah, so so she had all these different fans who said that they came up and they had a speech impediment and she was making fun of the speech impediment as Miranda. And But it's like, okay, well, so yeah, obviously you're going to give up 
14 year old kid a complex they have a speech impediment and and like and she's like no i have like because the whole thing is miranda saying this is egomaniac right her whole i was like i know the proper way to talk you can't talk properly ha 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 and it's (laughs) well she's performing uh tonight in indianapolis indiana i'm shocked that's not canceled i mean maybe it is but i don't know then you said they assumed it was going to be canceled but they're like that's up to live nation not us it's probably okay, so, too much of a hassle to cancel at this point. I don't know. Like, I would be h- hiding if I was her. Because I was thinking, like, what could they possibly do to spin this, like, as a PR thing? Like, this is truly... A, the, the scandal covers both her character, her as, a, as an, a real person, what she's done publicly, what she's done privately. Like, where is there to turn, you know? Right. But I want to pivot because... It feels really weird talking about the scandal in the context of this whole like, oh my God, the children, while we're in living in an America that is all about creating this this thing to focus on, this whole guise of basically think of the children, drag queens are evil, and then running wild, like changing the laws and imposing their own craziness. So I want to hear your thoughts on that because I know I know you've got thoughts. I've got thoughts. Well, the thing <laughs> is, when I was watching clips of her, you know, I realized, you know, this is a performance and kids love a, you know, interactive performance, right? Like there's been all these other mm. groups like the Wiggles and Teletubbies and all, you know, Barney who like go on tour and kids go and see them they fit into like a little bit of a younger category, I think, than probably what the target Miranda Sings age is, right? So yeah. it kind of leaves you w- with a little bit of a, you know, a, a little bit of a gap in the market. So Miranda Sings comes in and she sort of fills that gap in a way, right? Because she's for mm-hmm. the kids who are like 11, 12, 13 years old. And there aren't tons of comedy options for kids that age not saying that she should be the option but i'm just saying she kind of hits a demographic and she comes in and she does these like very lively performances they're interactive they're fun they're loud they're they've got music they've got makeup they've got bright colors i was like in so many ways there is a parallel to drag oh my god yeah right wow like She's playing someone who she's not, which like, I think anytime a performer gets up, they're kind of playing a version of themselves, but she's really playing someone that she's not, right? It's an extremely exaggerated caricature of a person. Right. And that's what a drag queen is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, like, the whole irony of this whole, like, oh my God, like all the drag band stuff, beyond the fact that this is a completely fabricated issue is that I think most drag queens probably want kids as far the fuck away from them as possible. <laughs> like they're like, I'm playing for nightclubs right. and drag brunch, mm-hmm. like, and people drinking. Like, I don't, I, I know that there's ones that do the children's story hour and they should be able to continue. And those are the, the ones who like kids. I think the majority of them are not like, that is not like, their primary like, audience. Please. Yes. Not the target audience. Yeah, And a lot of, a lot of them, like I'm a huge drag race fan. So many of them have spoken out on like since RuPaul's Drag Race became popular, they're like, now we have parents 
bringing their kids to nightclubs. It's super awkward. They're like waiting at 3 a.m. They're like, please don't do this. Like we, uh, we don't want to babysit. We don't want to deal with your kid. Also, like why? Like this is not child appropriate content. So there's that. But like Miranda is literally courting. Like she's right. Imagine if. You know, drag queens who, you know, when a drag queen comes into a library and is like, I'm going to read Good Night Moon. That is, if Miranda came in with like her lipstick and her voice and stuff, I would still think it wasn't appropriate because it's mocking. Then the argument will be like, aren't drag queens mocking? No, they're being like over the top and, you know, having fun. And that is totally different than than her character of Miranda Sings, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, you have drag queens showing up wanting to read Goodnight Moon, and you have Fox News having a field day. Imagine if they came in for a drag story hour and they had a little bit about porn and teaching kids about porn. Right, exactly. But I th- imagine if a gay, <laughs> imagine if Miranda, if Colleen Ballinger was a gay man, like forget makeup, drag, everything just a gay man doing this bit about I'm teaching kids about porn. like Right. And so that I think is where it is really sort of, I was taken aback by it because if we are so concerned about kids being exposed to drag, which we should, should not be. uh, But if these people, so I should say, if certain people are so concerned about drag, why are they not concerned about Miranda Sings? You should be at those at those spaces, in those places, because her target audience is children. And drag queens' target audience is not children because also they can't go to a nightclub. <laughs> so how are you going to make any money? <laughs> yeah, and... You know, I think about like when this first scandal was first breaking, I was thinking like, okay, but what about all the parents that were in the audience? Like, weren't they upset? I'm sure a lot of them were. And actually some of the reports, like, for example, that yoga segment where she like had this girl and like open up her legs on stage. Like she said that, um, or one of the people who was working on tour, everyone's basically coming out against her. No one's really defending her. They said that after, because this was a new segment, Every adult, like all the staff were like really uncomfortable and really like, you really need to rethink that. And she was just laughing like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, so people were upset, but what, okay, you and I are, let's say you and I are a parent. We take our kid to a Miranda Singh show. We see all this stuff that we're like, what is going on? But then what are we going to do about it? Like, right. Go you know, on Facebook. Like, people like, don't have a platform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do you, if you go to it and you're like, your kid's like, I really want to go see this YouTuber. And you're like, fine, here is your Christmas present. Two tickets where you're going to go see Miranda Sings. And you get there and you're like, Jesus, this was offensive. Like I would never, but, but you also know that if you come out and you say that really publicly to like your mom group or whatever, they're going to be like, oh my God, get over it. Take a joke. She's funny. She's a mom. And that's why she leans into her alter ego of like, I'm a mom. I, you know, am got these kids and like, I'm funny and I'm relatable. So she can also bring in the parents to be like, oh, she's, she's, she's not bad. Don't worry about it. She's not bad. It's very strategic. Exactly. And like, very like, so that's, that's been the thing that she's been labeled as so many times throughout this is manipulative by people who've known her 
her former fans they're like she's an extremely calculated manipulative person like she's like a bad she's a bad person basically and you know I think about like oh what were the parents doing like but I think about what content I was consuming when I was nine or ten I was obsessed with 90s rap and I listen to it now and I'm like like I'm clutching my pearls I'm it's really shocking Mm -hmm. the lyrics but like my parents weren't like burning my cds like they were or my tapes or whatever and the first concert i ever went to i was nine my mom was like i'm gonna be a cool mom and she took me to see biff naked who's like this rock chick and i remember people were like throwing their bras up on stage and she was like doing a little like thing and it was like i'm being like cool and we were we were both like we're being so cool and edgy right now and i I was a little scandalized, but I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is peak, (laughs) this is a peak experience. Well, and I think the thing that you would say is like, for example, when you think about like, I remember my cousin going to a Jay-Z concert when we were younger and my aunt made him print out the lyrics (laughs) to Jay-Z. She was like, print out the songs that you think he'll sing at the concert. (laughs) And he printed them out and he printed them out in word. Like he, he copy pasted them into word and he just took out all the swear words. Right. It was like brilliant. Right. And Joe, if you're listening, yeah, I know that you did that. And guess what? You're welcome. Cause I didn't tell your mom when I saw the word document sitting on the kitchen table, here you go, mom, here are your Jay-Z lyrics. <laughs> and he was smart because she was like your dad's gonna take you if i let you go and he knew his dad wouldn't rat him out so anyway i think though if you then ask jay-z like if you were a mom and you're like hey you know my kid went to the concert and i was really offended he'd be like yeah but my concert's not for 13 year olds exactly and miranda sings would say oh but my show is for 13 year olds and that's the difference right yeah that's the difference is like for this Biff Naked concert, like my mom knew I'm going in mm-hmm. to this environment that's like not for kids, but we're going to be cool. But also at the same time, like she she sings like punk rock songs. She's not like a doing like slasher, you know, like I forgot about like Biff Naked. I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, I think cool she's mom. still out there. Is she? Yeah. Cool mom. Um, Biff Naked or my mom? Biff- oh, oh, my God. you know what's so funny is like biff naked is almost like there's almost like a little bit of a colleen ballinger going on here (laughs) the dark hair the red lipstick we could have though we could have gone to down two paths (laughs) within me within me as a nine-year-old there were two wolves and (laughs) and she's wearing a shirt that says tougher than your mama's meatballs like in a way this is more appropriate yeah uh, yeah and also like yeah her her being like oh nice bra still still better than, than like, colleen like yeah colleen like there there's so much more like i'm not going to get into every single little thing that people have said but like there was there were so many things like there was ongoing bits that miranda had about being trigger warning being molested by her uncle <laughs> that was a running joke she had yeah like that is what I would call textbook grooming because you're normalizing and making a joke out of things that kids should be aware of. Right. And have feel like they have a safe space and feel like they'd be taken seriously. And it's like, and you're worried about good night moon. You're worried about someone in sparkly jewels with 
all the parents there and a librarian like approving this content i mean what they're the, the main risk of that is like they might be made sad by the giving tree you know but that's <laughs> not a that's drag life man issue. that's this it's time that's life. it's time to that book was so sad but that's the, what we're dealing with <laughs> now tell me about the brother because i've heard a little bit about oh, the brother yeah. okay so the brother so this runs in the family they're all absolutely like truly inappropriate after seeing what her brother was up to i'm like what happened in the ballinger family when you guys were kids seriously not that it's an excuse for any sort of behavior but the fact that this is all like what you consider humor and have basically centered your personality around like uh yeah interesting horrifying so the brother trent had his own little fandom slash it was sort of adjacent very connected to colleen's fandom and he did the same thing he had his own little friends group like group chats whatever um where one text message that was that was leaked where it's been certified that was him he says anything we talk about stays between you and i and like please you know don't tell your parents about this and another um was to someone named Oliver who was 13 and Trent was 33 and he said you would look good preg if you ever <gasps> wanted children one day ah! oh my god yeah. and like I I like I worked with kids for many years I ran kids groups I did all kinds of things sometimes they would find me on Instagram and I would block them immediately like it, you know <laughs> I would be horrified and some of these kids, like, they were so cool. I spent so many hours a week with them. But it was, like, always in my mind where sometimes we'd be, like, talking about life and everything. And they'd be asking me questions about life. And the answers I would want to give them weren't even, like, inappropriate by any means. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, I'm not going to leave if there's any risk of them being able to, like, interpret this some other way or whatever. Like, I'm going to – like, this is not for – your camp counselor i'm like this is something you're talk to your parents about this and if they are not ready then like it's not it's not my place i was always aware of that and even like this is like um this is this is just when i think about the fact that colleen is 36 like she's around the same age as us like this was when i was working with kids this was over 10 years ago but like there were all these rules um because i worked in rec centers and whatever and there's rules very understandably where it's like there always has to be two adults with the kids at all right yep Mm -hmm. and and i worked with toddlers and like sometimes when one of them would like need a band-aid and it would be really inconvenient because you're like oh i just want to like take this kid like bring them into the office and throw a band-aid on and right yeah but i would never like i would never Mm -hmm. because i'm like this is a rule for a reason Mm -hmm. and like there shouldn't be any sort of gray area like you should just follow the rules because that's how like when you when those get blurred that's how someone comes along and like abuses it i was just very very aware of that at every moment with kids you know i guess like my thought too is like can there be safe spaces for kids on the internet you know um and i think no (laughs) i think the answer is no but i think the answer is also if there are some spaces where kids can be online it's not one that's being run by a 36 year old woman who has from what I can tell no sort of 
boundaries or understanding of child development or anything like that. Because I'm just thinking about, about like, you know, I, I worked at a school for a while and I remember there was like a lot of club penguin going around. Um, do you remember club penguin? Yeah. yeah. Like you would assume, I guess the avatar of a penguin and then you would roam around your iceberg, which in this scenario was not melting. Um, and I remember like one of the kids telling me, he's like, Oh yeah. Did you know that I'm going to like make up the name here? Did you know that like Joey has six girlfriends on club penguin? And I remember being like, why would I (laughs) also no. And did I tell the mom? Yeah, I did. Okay, guys. So like before you come for me, I was like, hey, did you know your kid has like six girlfriends on Club Penguin? She's like, oh yeah, I'm completely on top of the Club Penguin situation. And so it's like the thing about that was I think there were probably some ways that parents could monitor that. And there were like probably some things that were like supposed to be protections on that website. But the thing that's different with Colleen Ballinger is there isn't. There was just like a group chat that was a free for all. Yeah. And it's literally run by an adult being like, my divorce is so hard for me. Like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. And they're like, lol, no, JK, you're, you're queen. Like typing like a 13 year old would type to console someone. Like, it's like just all the like weird sex stuff aside, her trying to be friends and talk about her problems or another screenshot was like, everyone hates me today. And they're like, no, like, I mean, it is definitely a power dynamic too, right? Like that's a huge part of it. That's an abuse, such an abuse of parasocial relationship. And like one of the other um, text messages that Adam put out was the first time they ever met up and they were going to meet at a cafe because she was touring in, in Ireland where he close to where he lived and he was like yeah my parents are driving me like they're gonna be there and she was like what (gasps) why are your parents gonna be there like because he was saying she was assuming his parents would drop him off and she was like what and it it, i was like 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 why would your parents you're not his babysitter that they've met and vetted right like no well you're maybe maybe they're assuming you're vetted because you're a public figure who whose main audience is children but like that if you are a good parent like that should immediately set off red flags and like I'm just wondering if she's targeting kids that their parents weren't were checked out you know that's a well that was probably a good sign to her like she probably was sizing this up. And I would be curious to know if there are stories of people who like are parents and were like, yeah, my kid, like I, I picked up their phone and they were text in this group text and I freaked the Cause there's gotta be a parent who's reached out to her and been like, this is inappropriate. My kid is off your text. Don't ever contact us again. Yeah. I, I saw this one comment where it was this kid who was like, cause um, Colleen put out a whole bunch of books as the Miranda Sings character. Mm-hmm. And they're full of these inappropriate jokes. Like one of them was like how to draw a hot dog. And it was like very, the whole thing was like sexual innuendos and whatever. And this kid was like, I'm 18 now, but at the time I thought it was so funny. And one day my book just disappeared. And I like, I'm sure it was like my mom just like opening and being like, Oh my God. And knowing that you can't explain to a 12 year old, like this is not appropriate even though it's like literally written in crayon and it looks like it's for kids right and i think 
the other piece of this is why are people not more upset about it? Like why are, you know, I mean like you and I are upset about it and we're talking about it, but where are the save the, save the children people on this one? They don't care about children. They care about like using this, this umbrella of save the children to police women's bodies, like get, uh, take the rights away from gay people. Like that's what they truly care about. Cause if you cared about the children, the children you would be really focusing efforts on youth pastors and protecting schools Mm -hmm. from their literal physical danger that kids are now in in schools in america like there are um these real dangers versus an imaginary danger of what if one day a drag queen did something to a kid because if that did happen they would they would love that they would love to run with that and be like see but there's not like what do they have they just have this in theory this could happen um so and her alter ego helps balance i mean her her real life helps balance this out because they're like she's a mom Mm -hmm. she wears a button-down shirt and takes cute pics with the twins and it's like her bedroom or her filming room or whatever. Um, the background when she films her videos as Colleen is wall to wall art, fan art. So it's like, it's always been this thing where like that is, she has an extremely connected, close relationship with her fans and she loves them. And like, she puts her art up, like the walls, floor to ceiling is, is fan art. So it's like, it just, yeah, it's like, oh no, she, this is this is her thing. Like she's so close with them. It's so nice. She she chats privately with them and like reaches out and is like, lo- like love your art. Want to be my tour manager? Like, <laughs> I mean, she's employing America. <laughs> she's not even because she doesn't pay them. Yeah, was like, yeah, she's like it's like unpaid child labor. Like, one yeah, thing to add to this whole that whole like PR disaster of the like coming fake coming out. Yes. Adam was like, she had had reached out and was like, my career might go down the drain. Like my thing, my show's canceled. Like I need to like do something big. And and so he's like, I was trying to help her out literally as a friend. I was like, okay, like let's strategize. Let's do something viral. Like, so he's like, thought he was doing her a favor. Right. This millionaire. Well, she just put up, let's see. I'm just looking at, okay. So by the way, she still goes by Psycho Soprano on YouTube as her Colleen Ballinger account. Oh, okay. Maybe she can't change well, that. She, she said she was changing. She said she was changing. I don't, I don't, and then I don't on Miranda Sings, if I look at her account, her most recent video was two weeks ago. And it is, I caught an intruder in my house. Or then there's one, my stalker showed up at my live show. There's addressing the controversy about me. She does these clickbaity things. So you think you're going to get the information, but it's not. Um, And then if you do go to the comments, there are, they're mixed. Um, you know there's some that are saying we love you come back and then there's some that are like she's controlling children well again she has a lot of fans that are still children right 
who are like they're like jealous like as a kid who has an extremely inappropriate like parasocial relationship with her or would be appropriate if it was just a random celebrity who didn't (laughs) who didn't like relate to kids like this because we all get super into like that fandom mode like when you're 12 they're all jealous probably because they're like oh my god they got to be in their group chat like they everyone in the fandom like knew about this group chat and it was like kind of like um i feel like it was kind of like her version of like taylor swift inviting like fans to her house to like bake cook two little closing remarks one is that a week a week or so before this controversy she started a podcast with trisha paytas <gasps> and how did i not even know this oh yeah go on her tiktok she's doing all this promo video with with trisha and people are like who would have thought that the controversial person in this equation is Colleen Ballinger. Like, <laughs> do you think this podcast yeah. will continue? I think, I don't know how she's going to continue her career. Also because like with someone like, okay, let's say Kanye West. It's a really extreme example, but he did so many things that have put him permanently on the blacklist for so many people but he has a whole body of work that this whole gen many generations grew up Mm -hmm. with and so they're gonna come back to the music but this is like kids stuff that what kids are now gonna be consuming it like as people get like it's like the jokes aren't funny anymore and you've been called out for being horrible so i don't see how you're gonna bounce back from this do you remember when people used to be so mean to poor Barney and say that he'd done all this like terrible stuff? Yeah, that again, that was like the funny like two thousands, right? Th- that was peak peak humor. And now we really have an example of someone who's done this, but we're like, oh yeah, not like that. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna address that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It it's really. It's really wild. I would love if she didn't bounce back, but like knowing how things There's go. There's no such thing as cancel culture. The show is, is there. You can get a ticket for 45 bucks to go see her in Indianapolis tonight. And she's in Chicago tomorrow night. But the main like thing that maybe is making me think that this might be possible in this situation is that the jokes are 2012, like edgelord, like millennial cringe humor. There is a whole subset though of people who once their kids get to that age will be like oh my god no it's funny like they probably grew like people who grew up watching miranda sings are gonna start or like having their own kids now yeah true funny in all this is there's been a colleen ballinger snark page on reddit that has been very active and has been calling attention to this for many years and they're like like, right, like they're finally justified in this, which is a that is a good. Hey, you know what? You always got to give those snark pages. It's like the Hilaria one. People were working on that for years. Which, by the way, did you read that Hilaria has a had all the like Reddit the main Reddit people investigated by a private investigator? No, yeah, but we need to talk about this. Well, we private, you know, and then, and then at our live show, it feels very weird now to be promoting a live show of our own. It's After 21 plus. It's, so let's just start there. Let's just start there. Like, we don't want you to bring your kids. It's not a show this. for kids. No. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is not a listen with your kids in the car kind of podcast. Yeah. I. And that's okay. 
yeah, that's more than okay. I've done my time working with kids. God bless. They're they're precious and they say they do say the darndest things. Um, I'm really burnt out from that life. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not burned out from. Promoting our live show on July 26th at the Rockwell in Somerville. And tickets are available in our social media bios and in the show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are. Come down to our live show. We are going to be riffing and having a good time talking about some of our best friends like Hilaria Baldwin and Food God and doing a ton of interactive stuff and hanging out with everyone and doing giveaways. And it's going to be great. We can't wait. So we want to see you there. Love you guys. All right. Bye, guys. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.